What the fuck is up, y'all? It's your motherfucking host, Sean Chris. Welcome to another episode of Kill the Mockingbird with my co-host, Sebastian Seabass Far. If you want to help support the show, we're going to have some merch pretty soon, t-shirts and stuff like that. We're trying not to have no ads on here. You can support the show also by uh, going to our music. A lot of our YouTube music is getting taken down. They took down our song, Deep State, but you can find that at Sean Chris, S-E-A-N-C-H-R-I-S slash Bandcamp.com. Appreciate y'all. Uh, on this episode, it got a little cut up, uh, so that's why I'm kind of doing this intro. We were talking about the Proud Boys and how they've been infiltrated by the feds, and uh, I'll let you go, man. Here goes the intro, and uh, we appreciate y'all. Wake the fuck up and get woke. They're taking what you're saying to them, and they're hoping that you are what you talk. Let's be about anything we drop, because we're going to get tested on it. If, if, if the people on the street don't test us on it, God's going to test us on it. Kill the Mockingbird. Truth the Report with Sean Chris and Sebastian Farr. Kick his ass, Steve Ass. Wake up! Wake up, America! Kind of run the movement and direct it in the way they see fit. And to be able to control it and to be able to um, provoke when needed and to... Uh, Get info because they can get info on all on all sides. So this to me just proves that not only is it Proud Boys, what we've been saying for a while, Proud Boys, uh, Antifa, all that have some ties. I'm not saying that every single person in the organization is a Fed. I'm just saying there's Feds in all those organizations, just like there was Feds in the uh, the Muslim movement. This is like Feds in the Martin Luther King's Civil Rights Movement, uh, the uh, Muslim Brotherhood Movement. All there's always Feds. And intelligent agents in all of these groups. So to think that that you're freely gonna say start a movement without somebody being involved and nobody knowing, you're foolish. Because in every single one of our groups, I'm sure there's feds on our <laughs> on on our Instagram pages. Oh yeah, um, and you're seeing it a lot too on like when people are trying to move to these different platforms. And I think that's where like the kind of hate speech. Uh, rhetoric that gets directed towards like groups like uh discord and parlor which is one of the reasons it got shut down it's like who's to say it wasn't just a fed that posted a threat or a call to violence and then self-reported it just to get it shut down and that's where i think a lot of this has been going also to pad the stats you know what i mean so that way like it's easy to uh get a win if you know what's going on like they hold on to a lot of these things so that when they're getting uh called out on things that they go oh look we're doing this look we got terrorists over here or we got uh now it's going to be domestic terrorists the dve is the the new term that they're going to be using for all of us really yeah they already kind of are going through it they're legislating it too and it looks like in some potential ways um it's worrying for sure um, when it gets to the point where they're, you know, labeling huge sways of the local population as terrorists and militants. It's uh, dark omens. And it will for sure be used against anybody that goes against the narrative. You may be going or the agenda. You may be part of the agenda at this moment, but sometime down the line, you may be against it. And when you're against it, that's when they will come for you. Yeah, and it's the fear of that that will keep people in line that are not as uh, confident in themselves or feeling, you know, safe in that uh, venture to kind of venture. Yeah, like I totally that. agree. And then, like, uh, I know I, I hope uh, you noticed probably that this article that I sent you was from uh, this other article because I want to get into a little bit of COVID before we get into the uh, whole Robin Hood stuff. 
It's a 2002 article from, BB, uh, from the BBC. It says, prison camp pictures spark protests. I just found this very interesting. It says, the U.S. government has released photographs. Remember, again, this is from 2002. Photographs of Taliban and al-Qaeda suspects held at its prison camp in Cuba, which show them being subject to sensory deprivation. The prisoners are shown kneeling, wearing gloves, I mean, wearing goggles, earmuffs, surgical masks, and gloves. So it's just very interesting that at this point, basically almost 20 years ago, about 19 years ago, uh, uh, when they posted this article, that was considered torture. And now they're like, yeah, wear, wear a mask, man, wear, wear gloves, uh, wear goggles, all this. And I'm like, it's, it's pretty hysterical that at one point you were saying that mask uh, being forced is, is a form of torture. So is it a form of torture or is it more that... Uh, uh, it's supposed to help us. Which one is it? And, they, and I don't think they're ever going to obviously def define that. No, um, I think it's a deliberate form of psychological warfare from the state onto the people and kind of, for one, you know, you see it creates a divide and uh, conquer narrative where there's the maskers and the anti anti maskers, as the media likes to put it, where it's just, you know, I think it's the people who enjoy unlimited supply of oxygen you know, they they used to say it's like, oh, one day they'll charge you for uh, the air you breathe. Well, at this point, it's kind of like it's done through uh, kind of very dark and manipulative ways through propaganda and, you know, social coercion to get people to co like to go along with these masks, these mask mandates where, you know, it doesn't it's not proven to work. We see we saw the Danish study where, you know, the control group and the mask group had identical uh rates of infection yeah so it's like and then they go oh the science the science the science science i i get tired of hearing that because i'm like well then how come when we bring up I'm, and they always say oh that guy on youtube i'm like but he's a scientist too he's a virologist he's a, a epidemiologist or whatever their their uh, field of study but they're like oh they're on youtube i'm like but so are the other people uh, uh, I'm going to do a, a little thing with uh, my homie, the Nile River. We're going to do something on Flat Earth, but we kind of switch it up. And we're going to kind of expose some of those uh, things we were talking about. Team Halo, Dr. Cat, Dr. Knock, a few other of these doctors that are on TikTok that are telling kids and telling everybody that, oh, this is just, uh, uh, you know, all the stuff that people are saying is conspiracies. They're, they're pretty much saying the the vaccine's 100% safe. They keep, oh, I just took it. I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Okay, maybe you were, but that doesn't mean it was safe for everybody. And I think that we're going to just, and that's what I'm going to further do this year, is just keep pushing this, this, uh, you know, this hip uh, hypocrisy of them trying to say, like, the one thing and then go to the other. They always think they have the moral high ground. They think, oh, we're a better person because I'm saving lives. I'm, I'm such a great person. And that's their excuse. And that's what gets people to jump in on it because then they're like, well, I don't want to be a shitty person. I don't want to kill grandma. I don't want to kill your parents, so on and so forth. And that's all it's going to be until people start going, hey, uh, enough is enough. Yeah, I've seen a ton of propaganda lately coming out from uh, the U.K., and, you know, the, the BBC and stuff where they're triggered responses off of uh, kind of stage managed questions to get elicit these responses. You know, it's like just if you question the narrative on COVID, you're basically uh, accomplice to these like murders or of people. And it's like this is just nature taking its course. Like we've dealt with uh, respiratory illness for a long time in society. And this virus is... I feel like so overhyped and the way the 
media projects it to, you know, elicit fear, it's all pretty clear as day to a lot of people that it's uh, used for control. I couldn't say it any better myself because that is exactly it's manipulation to find a way of control and to divide and to make it easier to get agenda done. And even if on the simplest terms, if you don't want to look into conspiracy, if you just look surface level, doing this makes it okay for the government not to get anything done. It gives them an excuse to be like, oh, man, all this all these domestic terrorists or all these uh deniers all this misinformation we're we have to battle that we don't have the capability of doing anything else we have to battle this you know and the censorship has been very hard on anyone that goes outside of the narrative and you see it with a lot of the doctors too like a point i wanted to bring up a little earlier was they personally try and defame any of these doctors or you know virologists or people that come out and kind of speak their truth uh that goes against the narrative and it's disgusting and people should see through it but they don't they go along with it and they you know they feed into that that propaganda that these these doctors that are uh, crazy and outlandish are spewing conspiracy theories themselves when in fact they're just trying to you know spread the truth I'm going to play this clip about the double mask. I'm sure every there's all tons of clips but I was just going to play cuz I just think it's hilarious cuz it's almost like they think that we're very stupid like, I'm not smart enough to see through this shit. And it's just funny, like, how they are comparing. And I'm like, okay, well, if that's the case about this double mask thing, then why didn't you just make the mask that way? Why didn't they create it when they, well, instead of saying, hey, wear three masks, why don't you just create it so that it's one mask? And again, if you want everybody to wear a mask, what, you have a better chance if the federal government decided to send everybody a, a, a year supply of masks or something. But they don't want to do anything. These are simple things that they could get done if they really wanted to do something to change. If we were in a pandemic, that would be what you would want to do, I would think. If you think that, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, masks actually work, then why tell them to do double? That just sounds so stupid. And, like, just listen to her. She sounds so dumb. There, Shep, yeah, the experts keep telling us that wearing that? masks is really about protecting ourselves, protecting others from ourselves in the event that we are contagious. But, you know, if other people aren't wearing their masks or they're wearing them improperly, we need to protect ourselves. So experts say you can double up with a tight weave fabric mask for added protection. Now, Virginia Tech researchers found that doubling up these cloth masks increases the efficacy from 50 to 75 percent. A three-layer mask could block up to 90 percent of the particles. <clears throat> Bullshit. <laughs> I just think <laughs> <Yeah>. that <laughs> there's no other thing to say. You know what I mean? That's all you could uh, really say about it because it just sounds dumb. Even how you look at it, it looks dumb to have a mask on a mask on a mask on a mask and... Man, I can barely hear through the one mask. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's a direct confession that um, the masking mandate doesn't work. You know, it's not preventing the spread. And just look at the numbers. Like, Florida, compared to California, they've had very limited lockdowns. They don't have these mandates. And yet they have a less steep curve than California does. Yeah, and California has some of the strictest mass uh, uh, rules, and 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 people go along with that. That's dude. what I was gonna say. In California, this is this is California. Here's one of the little sounds that I got. Here's this is California speaking. I'm a rule follower, so if the rule is that we have to do it, then I'll do it. Rule followers. That's what a lot of people in Cal and I get it. Some people are like that. So, but again, you said comparing it to Florida, who doesn't have the same um, mask rules and and uh, executive orders, their numbers are way down. How is California worse than Florida? Then shouldn't it be that California is doing great and they're they're uh, good to go, and Florida is just a, a cesspool of of infection? That's what it should be.
Yeah. It's almost like the lockdowns increase the spread of COVID, which I kind of think it does in a way. Additionally, the way they kind of define COVID, where it's like almost any respiratory illness that's like resembling the flu from a lot of stuff I've been seeing is masking uh, for long periods of time increases upper respiratory tract infections. So, you know, it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy at the end of the day. Oh, for sure, man. And it just, like I said, like, it just uh, humorous to see that they think that we're not smart enough or intelligent enough to see past a lot of this. Like, this one story got me, and I thought this was hilarious, too. To me, man, I've just been laughing all day. Uh, the COVID anal swabs for Beijing residents, more accurate, says Chinese expert, more than a million Beijing residents undergoing coronavirus testing amid a fresh outbreak have been administered anal swabs, which are considered more accurate and raise the chances of detecting COVID-19. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> it, like, what? Uh, and remember people were talking uh, about, they no. made a couple jokes. Uh, there was a couple memes like, hey, if Fauci tells you wear a butt plug, and it's almost like, man. <laughs> you know it's scary times when memes are coming true. <laughs> I remember seeing some of those. Yeah, I mean... They, they, they say uh, meme magic is real, and I think it is. <laughs> I mean, if you look at, we'll get into it later, but with the GameStop thing, there's kind of some evidence of it too. I'm going to reverse these because I know how the order a little different, but I'm going to reverse these. I'm going to go with what that one that you put up. If uh, I don't know if you got in front of you that uh, hydrochloroquine. Yeah, the hydroxychloroquine. Because I think this is good to bring up because this kind of speaks to what you were talking about, how they're shutting out other doctors, scientists, virologists, etc. And I think this kind of highlights that. Yeah, and, uh, well, I'll just get into it first, and then I'll... Uh, the American Medical Association has amended their recommendations regarding hydroxychloroquine, reversing their previous warning that a drug in common use for seven decades was somehow dangerous. This comes after the 2020 election, of course. If they admitted the truth about HCQ... Before the election, it would have benefited President Trump, who had been recommending it for months. Uh, the American Medical Association, in a surprising move, or unsurprising to some, has officially rescinded a previous statement against the use of hydroxychloroquine in, a in the treatment of COVID-19 patients, giving physicians the okay to return to utilizing the medicine at their discretion. And it goes along with stuff we've been saying for the past couple of weeks, too, is like, oh, like, it seems like we've kind of figured out how to solve COVID now all of a sudden that Trump's out of office. Everything seems to, like, lockdowns don't work, I guess. Who would have known? Who would I guess nobody was saying that. The narrative shift hard uh, after, you know, Biden was in office. Who knew there would be all these treatments? And that's another argument against vaccines as well. When people say, oh, uh, vaccines cured polio or, or they cured this or they uh, prevented this, it's true. You're, you're absolutely right. But at the same time, there wasn't uh, uh, therapeutics. There wasn't anything to uh, 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 fight it besides a vaccine. That was your only option. Now there's therapeutics. There's different medicines, different... Um, I think I'm, I'm not using the right word. I forgot what the word is. I can't think of it right now. But, you know, like... Uh, uh, there's treatments. That's the word I'm looking for. There's treatments for it. A treatment is better than uh, uh, a vaccine. A vaccine should be like a last line of defense. Like you're like, we have no options on the table. Nothing can treat this. So we got to go for the vaccine. But they just kind of pushed everything aside and told everybody, ah, no, you're wrong. Uh, this is the right way to go. So quick to have like the media go along with it too and kind of like brush over all their past mistakes and go on to like, oh no, this is what the science says now. Like disregard anything or any contradictions in the past, you know, like we, we're not going to admit to it either, 
But just go along with what the science says now and what the media says now. Always the same kind of story that's being peddled by these guys. And then I got a little bit about uh, to kind of end out the our little COVID. I didn't get too much in COVID because we got a lot of other stuff to touch on. But to end it off, I wanted to because back in the uh, public eye a little bit is uh, our uh, good old friend uh, Bill Gates. And uh, he, he's worried about everybody with all these conspiracies about him and Fauci. And he would like them to be addressed by, you know, somebody either, whether government or really pushing for the censorship. That's what he's really pushing for. But just sound how out of touch he is. You can see how out of touch he is. And I I don't understand. He's a horrible speaker. I'm not saying I'm the best speaker. But, like, from him being such in the public eye, he's he's always making these weird-ass noises and shit. Let's see. Let's see what he's got to say. The presence of social media plus a pandemic is a combination that's never been tried before. Uh, And, you know, nobody would have predicted that I and Dr. Fauci would be so prominent in, you know, really kind of evil theories about, you know, did we create the pandemic? Are we trying to profit from it? And on and on. Uh, And so... You know, I'm I'm very surprised by that. I hope it goes away. The percentage that's really misled by these conspiracy theories, it's unclear to me. There's millions of messages out there, you know, where my name or Dr. Fauci's name is used. But do people really believe that stuff? I'm, you know, we're going to have to get educated about this over the next year and understand, you know, what how does it change people's behavior? How should we have minimized this, either you know, working with the social media companies or explaining what we were up to in a better way? You know, from the foundation's point of view, the fact that he took that rescission of the global vaccine money, which uh, you know, is super, super important. The fact he rejoined the WHO, the fact that he's appointed smart people, the fact that Dr. Fauci uh, will will not be uh, suppressed uh, and they'll take full advantage of Francis Collins and and Dr. Fauci, who are wonderful people. Uh, You know, in terms of the epidemic, it sometimes felt like they were the only sane people in the U.S. government. (laughs) This guy is so hilarious, man. And. He's like, I don't understand why people would think this. Like, I did hear a theory about the whole farmland thing. Um, uh, a, a podcaster broke it down. This guy, uh, John C. Uh, Dvorak, which I always talk about the No Agenda show because that's like my favorite podcast. But uh, he said that it's a good um, investment. He said not necessarily because he's kind of more of a skeptic. He's like uh, the other guys more like us, you know, a little bit conspiratorial. But he said, like, it's a very good investment because it's always a, you're always going to get a return on it. He said, so don't just expect that he's, uh, you know, involved in the farmlands for actually farming but to me it goes along with agenda 21 agenda 2030 and it goes along with what he's doing with monsanto so that's why i think that people that's why we make the connections it's not like a random connection it's not like man why is he in vaccines it doesn't make sense charity driven uh actions and kind of uh stuff he has going internationally it's always kind of like these weird things like these niche things like uh vaccines for instance and you know they say it's conspiracy theory, but he's had multiple charities of his banned from certain countries like India uh, for vaccination harm uh, in regards to the polio vaccines that I think were going through the early 2000s, which uh, did a lot of damage to the youth of uh, India when they were forcing those polio vaccinations on them. So 
it's not conspiracy theory to question what Bill Gates is up to. And, you know, he's got a lot of harebrained schemes. He's almost like a, a kind of superhero or supervillain, I feel like. Just the, the billionaire, uh, philanthropic, kind of like behind the scenes, pulling the strings. And there's a lot more uh, worse characters out there, but he's kind of the face of it. And so that's why I think a lot of attention's drawn to him in particular. And maybe he feels like he's unfairly targeted, but maybe he should spend less time on, uh, you know, corporate uh, news outlets. Yeah, you made my, that's funny, because I was thinking this while you're saying that. Exactly. You chose to be the face of the company. You chose to be the, the, the uh, spokesperson. He could easily be in the cut and have somebody else as the spokesperson. And he could even call it something else. Like, he doesn't even have to, like, you know, where people would have to dig to know that he's even a part of it. He chooses to be in the spotlight and you get what you get in the spotlight celebrities get it all the time too i don't understand why people cry about the spotlight like if someone comes on my page and talks shit do you think i'm like oh my god man can't believe no i chose to have a a, a public page a, a public form that anybody could come on and that, now i can choose who i could take off or not take off or whatever right but at the same time i don't cry about it because it's part of the world it is what it is a social media and same thing with the media if he doesn't want to be it, like you said, get yeah, out of the public exactly. eye. Um, I almost feel like it's probably an addiction for some of these people at like the high levels, uh, especially like Hollywood, um, kind of celebrity types, where they're almost making more hype and more attention to themselves by complaining about it. So, you know, it's just kind of instant gratification for some people. Um, for him, he's probably trying to clean up his name a little bit because... He's been getting a lot of flack over the past couple, well, the past year for in particular, um, especially with the amount of uh, vaccine vaccination uh, knowledge he claims to have and is kind of pushing the message for the whole agenda, really. Even though he's not a doctor, he's not a uh, virologist, he's a software developer. He's as medically licensed as you and me. Exactly. That's it. I feel the same exact way. I'm just like, you know, if you don't want to be in the public eye, you, we know that you don't know this and you chose at the beginning of this whole pandemic to be involved because he wants to do the uh, uh, the Rockefeller way, you know, like back in uh, John Rockefeller was trying to do the whole like giving nickels out and going seeing the public. He wants that praise. I think you're right. I think they like that. Uh, but they're so out of touch that they don't realize that people are so upset with any elite right now. It's been like that for a while, since like 2008. Now it's been like, you know, broken up a little bit because it was that uh, Occupy Wall Street movement. And I believe that that movement broke off into just a bunch of different factors. That's how you got the Boogaloo Boys, Antifa, BLM, you know what I mean? People like me and you, like, it, it, we just broke up because it, we didn't have any leadership because it was just a movement. We didn't have chapters. It wasn't something coordinated. It was just a bunch of people that were like, dude, this is not right. Like, this is not how we should live life. And I think that's what we're suffering from now because now it's it, it didn't stop. Like, they didn't stop being greedy bastards. They didn't stop uh, being corrupt. It got worse, and now people are even more it's pissed. It's funny you mentioned that because I just read a thing earlier saying that, you know, the corporate elite kind of uh, introduced identity politics deliberately to break up this whole wall, uh, Occupy Wall Street movement. And I guess that's pretty much what happened on the ground there. From my understanding, I was a little young at the time. I wasn't really paying as much attention to it as I probably should have. But... um 
you know, that's where a lot of Antifa started originating their actions in the United States, and BLM came in right after that, too. So, you know, that was the beginning of the culture war, really, because it was introduced to kind of divide and conquer the working class uh, and divert the attention away from the the elite. Yeah, and also what had happened because of the Occupy movement um, didn't really have a leader, so there was no guidance of what to do, and a lot it was just mad people. Because even like uh, Peter Schiff, uh, he's a, a great economist and he's a, a business owner. He you know he's a millionaire. He went down there and he had a sign that said "I'm I'm the one percent," and what do you have to ask for me? And they would talk about it, and he would try to explain to them why. Like, and to me, like not even like I'm not that smart of a person, but I kind of understood what he was saying. But he's talking to angry people that are just like, look, I don't I don't care. And he's like, your problem's not with Wall Street, it's with Washington. And he was trying to tell them it's with Washington, but they, they could only see the money-wise because, you know, Washington's trying to stay out of the limelight a lot, you know? And that's why they're trying to censor us a lot now. I think they're trying to get us into these modes to where we're not talking. That's why the lockdowns did help. We're not at a bar uh, talking to random people and being like, hey, man, that's kind of it's kind of bullshit, right? You think it's bullshit? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I think they're trying their hardest to put their boot down on us. And, like, with that, uh, you know, Twitter's been really heavy with that. And Twitter just came out with this new thing called Twitter Birdwatch. It's a feature that embraces itself, appointed, uh, appointed thought police giving citizens censorship stamp approval. It says, uh, birdwatchers are being recited to identify information in tweets they believe is misleading and write notes and provide informational context. Uh, uh. An approach aimed to responding quickly when misleading information spreads and adding context that the people trust and find valuable. So it's just kind of going on like basically they're going to police. They're going to have the, again, like we always talk about with the social credit scores, with people policing each other. It's not going to have to be like they still have the police and the military. And now that's for the force. That's for the people that are going to stand up and go, we're not going to take this. But for everybody else, it's going to be these thought police. It's going to be these people. Hey, hey, you can't say that. Or, hey, that's not wrong. I mean, uh, that's not right what you're saying. This is the correct information. And to me, the key word is it says tweets they believe yeah. is misleading. It's funny because uh, when you really boil it down, like, that's basically what the whole fact-checking stuff has been on social media, you know, from uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter has been just kind of uh, – Basically, people inside the correct thought bubble policing any speech they see across uh, the social media platforms and their feeds. Oh, for sure. And, and then that gives people—what happens is you give people authority. The same thing what happens to a lot of cops, some some security guards even. You Even people now with the mask thing. This is also with the mask is that people get a, a authority— and they kind of run with it. And you could tell who's like in their blood is more uh, leaning toward authoritarianism and those that are leaning more towards yeah. liberty. Uh, like I was saying last Sunday, it's uh, personalized authoritarianism, you know, regulated on a person to person basis. I'm trademarking that term, by the way. Every time someone uses it, they have to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You got to really do that, man. So let's get into the real shit, man. Let's get into the uh, the Robin Hood shit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So like basically on Reddit, there and I've heard about this for a little bit, but I'm not too much into the, the trading scene. So like they have this uh, subreddit which is called Wall Street Bets, and basically what they did to uh, break it down like simply is they do this thing called a short squeeze, where they buy up something, sell it right away, 
and then they hope that like in knowing that it's probably going to go down so then they buy it back and they have their shares and then they keep stacking and they've been doing this for a while on like just making money and then it seemed like it started catching a lot of wind with this whole uh GameStop and it became this whole thing I think because of the capital uh uh uh, you know, because of the not getting our $2,000, because of the only getting $600, you know, the lockdowns, I, all of that combined, like, you know, the racial injustice, every single movement that it seems like everybody that is a part of that, it was like, you know what, fuck these guys. And somehow, I don't know exactly how, but GameStop became this, like, this uh, holy grail. And they were like, we're going to do what you do to us, but we're going to do it in a different way. And they came out, and they just and they they pretty much like bankrupt. Uh, well, I don't think they bankrupt them, but there's a couple hedge funds that are gonna have to be bailed out. They did what they the, what hedge funds do to regular Joes like me and you every day. So for me, I was super happy. I was like, good, good. I hope they do that again. And then they start going after the AMC, and then the elites were pissed. The uh, they were now they're calling people uh, white supremacists. They're saying it's a uh, white supremacist uh, hackers. Like I got like uh, a ton of stuff on that too. Like, oh, let me see right here. It says, let me see. This is uh, some. Uh, this guy's a Wall Street reviewer. He says we need to look into these alt right community platforms attacking our U.S. economy right now and take them down. Reddit, Discord, Sam Panda, Nine Gag, iFunny, 4chan, and likely many more. What the, like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, CNN Business, White Supremacy, Internet Gamers by GameStop, uh, GameStop Stock to Purposely Bankrupt Jewish Heads Funds on International Holocaust Remembrance Day. And then they wrote another article called Trumpism saying it was Trump's fault. <laughs> and before I get into what the CEO has to say, because, you know, now then they stop, they uh, barred people from being able to trade on Robin Hood because they were doing all this on Robin Hood, which is so ironic because the name's Robin Hood. <laughs> and he, uh, you know, they started taking it. Uh, they were not taking your uh, shares away, obviously, but they were not allowing, you could only cash your shares in. Yes. Yes. And turns out Robin Hood, the app and the corporation itself, much more like the sheriff of Nottingham. I've seen some instances of people claiming that they were forced to sell. They did not choose to sell. Their, their, the Robinhood app forced them to sell. I don't know how. I can't verify that for sure. But um, that's a massive infringement. I mean, it's already a big infringement when they're uh, not allowing people to buy into the stock because they're forcing it to go down. And it's uh, there's a lot of dirty tactics to this, too. Uh, the hedge funds themselves that are betting against GameStop and stand to lose this money, they... Um, control big stakes themselves too because they probably bought into it to try and control it so what we're seeing is after hour trading between uh hedge funds to try and drive down the price so it people panic sell but at this point there's a lot of people i'm seeing on on like associated with this that are claiming they've invested a lot of money they're like we, we are willing to lose this money because the longer we hold on to it and refuse to sell and keep the value high the more money the hedge funds that bet against GameStop are losing. So it's it's a pretty impressive uh, turn of events. Like, I've, I don't know, it's just kind of a really cool vibe to feel through, like, the world and, like, social media right now. Um, you're seeing, like, unity between a populist left and populist right, and everyone's like, you know what? We can put aside our differences for a bit, and we will just fuck over the hedge funds 
with our collective spending power. And I think that's what happened. And it was a cool thing. And the Tribune directly did like Trumpism or Trump. That's just... Well, here's something I can't bait, verify like, yet, for, but I do have uh, another article, their, but I haven't you know, finished it yet. It was also talking about the White House trying to intervene. But here's an alleged insider. This is it, supposedly he works at uh, uh, Robin Hood. He says, I work at Robin Hood. Don't kill me. Low level tech, uh, tech uh, technical shit, uh, comp science major, not finance side. Guess what we overheard today? Vladimir, that's the CEO. Yes, uh, founders of Vladimir and the CSU received calls from uh, Sequoia Capital and the, that's a hedge fund and White House and the White House that pressured into closing trading on GameStop, etc. I guarantee you the same took place at eTrader and others who uh, closed trading. File reports on the SEC page if I wasn't I would file reports on the SEC page if I wasn't scared out of my mind in. Losing my job uh, during a pandemic. I'm disgusted. We all need to rise up. This is as bad as it gets. When we talk about how the rich get one set of rules and the rest of us get screwed over and over and over again, left to bail them out, uh, bail them out and pick up the tab for their trillion dollar tax breaks. We need to get, uh, let's see, we need to pile pressure on every government and financial institution involved in this travesty of justice. I'm taking massive career risks, even posting here, but fuck these motherfuckers. <laughs> I read that earlier. Too, I like that part. That was pretty cool. Uh, whether it's true or not. Um, yeah, I don't know that. I, I don't believe I haven't, it, though, because uh, like the next article we're linking to, uh, if it was the White House, indeed, that was putting pressure on Robin Hood to kind of control the situation uh, with this... Uh, rampant uh demolition of the hedge funds by the people um it would coincide a lot with uh joe biden being the first president to pass i believe it's 35 executive orders now no now it's 40 it's, four, it's up <laughs> i swear to god i believe it. and the article that we linked it to it was at 32 yesterday it was at 35 no, 33. this morning or 33 yesterday 35 this morning and now you're telling me it's at 40 and i don't believe it and that's more than the past four administrations combined. It's it's raising like the uh, AMC stock price was <laughs> going to the moon, man. <laughs> uh, it's 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 very interesting. Um, you know, there's the whole notion that Biden won the most votes in uh, U.S. election history, and then there's the actions that speak kind of differently. You know, you have. 25,000 National Guard members there for the inauguration. You have, uh, you know, mass censorship of the opposition on a... Speaking of that, not to cut you off, though, what you said, because I wanted to address, you said about the uh, National Guard. D.C. Mayor announced just a bit ago on uh, breaking news, uh, breaking news on Twitter. I don't know if you guys follow it. Breaking 911 news. <clears throat> that they are going to beef up, uh, they're going to have more military there too again because so of. So it was at uh, five thousand, but they're upping it again. They kept it yeah, at five thousand after. They, they're they're say they're going to up it again. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, you know, that kind of is another telltale sign of what I'm trying to get to. Um, four now you're saying forty executive orders. Is this a sign of a a legitimate uh democratic or at least a republic uh leader? that is acting in the, you know, the right way within government. It, for me, it's the, the actions of a desperate dictator trying to cling on to power already. And it it's just kind of clear as day for me and a lot of other people, I think, that 
he's acting uh, out of fear and reactionary ways, you know? Some of it is show, too. Some of it is show to be like, because what they're saying is, yeah, and they're saying, like, we're undoing, because he even said it uh, in the, one of the last ones when, when I was telling you the 40th one or whatever, like, into that number, he was saying, basically what this is is undoing everything Trump did. Like, so he literally said that. Like, you can go on Twitter to see that. And so, like, basically that's why I think it's more show, that it's kind of just, like, trying to tell people, like, oh, you know, like, this guy ruined everything. Uh, it's his fault. I can't do anything yet because I have to undo all the things he did. So that's why you don't, we can't talk about uh, helping people. Like, I keep hearing all this stuff about uh, domestic terrorists, uh, you know, still about the guns, taking guns away, all this stuff. And I've been arguing with people, and I just say this. You'd stop arguing about the guns or the domestic terrorists and all that. How about if you fix the problems and give a better quality of life for everybody? Guess what? Violence goes away. It's proven through history. If you improve the quality of life of the citizens, guess what? They're not mad. They're not pissed off. They're not in fear. They're not angry. They're not at the point of where uh, I got to do what I got to do to get a meal or get a buck in my pocket. They're, they're feeling comfortable. They're, they're able to, and they're more willing to help each other. But when you put this uh, feast or famine mentality, they have no choice but to go at each other. And to be like, hey, man, I know your group needs this, but my group needs this. And, and instead of figuring out a way, hey, we both need the same thing. Why don't we work together and get more? I think we've got to get rid of the feast or fan, uh, uh, fathom uh, mentality it gets us stuck in this rut where we're constantly fighting each other there's enough food there's enough air there's enough water there's enough jobs there's enough opportunities but we force ourselves to see there's only limited and we limit ourselves and we box ourselves and then we start fighting and then and then that becomes a fear like well i don't want him to take my job all the racism all the bigotry all most of the uh, uh, of hate happens because of what fear right fear of losing your job fear of being taken over fear whatever it may be or fear of not knowing what this uh other person or other entity or anything might do or or have power over you but if you just show people that hey we could all live together we could all have houses we could all eat every day it's it's real simple i don't understand but because the elites have their own game plan and that's why i feel it's uh, what I said, I think, last Sunday or the Sunday before that, someone asked me, do you think there's going to be a race war? I, or maybe that was, a, I don't know, an episode, but someone asked me that, and I said, no, I think there's going to be a class war. I think that people th are trying to hype up a race war, but what's going to happen is that, the, and you're seeing it with the Boogaloo boys uh, a couple weeks ago coming out and saying, hey, yeah. we're all on the same team. Um, and it goes along with the, you know, Wall Street bets and going after the hedge funds and stuff. It's like we're finding points of agreement. Um, and it's a beautiful thing to see. I think people are kind of waking up uh, to kind of how much of a joke the two-party system is. You know, in reality, it's a uniparty, and they're all kind of after the same uh, corporate dollars. Ever since uh, Citizens United came in, which was funny enough, right around the time of, uh, you know, uh, Occupy Wall Street, the government has not been representing us, the people. It's been representing the corporate interests, and they just say what they need to say to get elected. There's very few politicians that are actually out there for the people. So I think we need to take our collective power, uh, you know, our spending power, like we have done with uh, GameStop and everything, and 
put it into actual action uh, in real life. No, not just in the stock market. We can do it in the local state elections and the midterms coming up where usually voter turnout is low. And I think uh, one potential path is kind of a unity between maybe libertarians, moderates, and this new Patriot Party that kind of might be uh, big enough of a group to kind of supplant the GOP and or the Democrats as well, or at least the two-party system. Yeah, at least be, uh, give, for sure give them a run for their money. They're going to have to cheat, like, big time. Like, because I think that there's a lot of people that are, are, are sick and tired of both parties. There, I, I'm constantly seeing this right now, and like you said, it's funny. There's still those, you know, cronies that are going to, like, uh, you know, some most of them are paid journalists, but there's still those, you know, little groupies of people that, that, that are there in these echo chambers, and every time they get out, every now and then, they think that we're conspiracies. And every, I always tell people, am I a conspiracy a theorist, or is there not police brutality? Is there not corrupt politicians? Is there not? Uh, 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 do, do our politicians not serve donors, lobbyists, and oligarchs? Yeah, that's true, man. That's not even a conspiracy, man. Like, I don't even... When I talk about stuff about the CIA, you can look it up, man, on their website. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, even Wikipedia. <laughs> like most of the stuff like Iran Contra, there's a ton of stuff out there off past actions that just shows kind of what type of uh, organizations these are. Like the deep state is not just government, you know, organizations, it's corporate as well. And then, like, uh, I'm not going to get into this story, but I just want to mention it real quick. And then the hypocrisy, uh, the, the, the uh, hypocrites that they are, uh, Nancy Pelosi buys Tesla uh, stuff. Yeah. That's right after she knows, like, dude, uh, 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 Gavin Newsom going to electric cars, uh, Biden knowing what the Green New Deal or uh, his environment plan. I don't think he's going to call it the Green New Deal, but his environment plan, whatever he wants to call it. And it's the same thing, like you said, insider trading. So what's that's even worse than what the Reddit guys did. They weren't doing insider trading. They were just manipulating the market. Yes, but they were doing an organic grassroots way, whereas... Nancy Pelosi knew about these government policies that were going to come in for the state of California and the federal government where they were going to switch to electric vehicles via Tesla. So she invests massively in Tesla and she's going to make a huge profit off of this. But but that's okay. And that's not going to get investigated. That's not going to get brought up in the media. That's not market manipulation. But when a bunch of people, you know, take their, their pennies and collectively put it in together, that's... Uh, you know, they're trying to link this as akin to storming the Capitol. And that's where the Trumpism stuff comes in. And and I kind of want you to touch on this, too, uh, uh, because I don't think this is getting focused on. You sent it to me, and I didn't even know about it until you sent it to me. And I was like, dang, that kind of slipped through my radar. Uh, that Democrat first bill of 2021 about locking in fraudulent election maneuvers and steal elections in uh Every election now, like yeah. uh, going yeah, forward. Yeah, it's looking like uh, Nancy Pelosi and the kind of neoliberal establishment Democrats are trying to, you know, secure election uh, victory for eternity at this point. Um, kind of the top 10 points in this bill that I, I wanted to highlight as uh, number one, internet only registration with electronic signature submission. So that's open to massive fraud. Uh, especially when you like combine it with all the other policy points they're trying to include. Uh, banning the requirement to provide a full social security number for voter registration. Um, 
nation nationwide motor motor voter registration, which is basically trying to get anyone who has to get a driver's license in the country on the voter rolls. You know, so that's going to be people that are you know not citizens. And they're trying to open it up to just to everyone. Uh, 16-year-olds required to be registered to vote. Uh, nationwide same-day regis- registration, so you can register to vote on the same day of the election. You know, that's not open to, to fraud. I don't know what is. Uh, granting $25 million to use uh, minors in election activities for campaigning purposes and or, you know, getting people, like, harvesting ballots as well. Uh, let's see, prohibiting the attempts to clean voter rolls of non-residents. So, you know, if someone's moved out of the area, they can't just purge them off the voter roll. They have to keep them on there, apparently. So that's opening up the door to double voting, which happened quite a bit in this last election. There's multiple cases of it. Uh, mandatory early voting, you know, so that's kind of making mail-in voting early uh, a thing. Uh, for everyone on a federal level, and then banning voter ID across the board. Which is so, is one of the most racist things ever, because when you talk, hear people, these stupid fucking liberals, they ask people, they're like, well, people can't afford, I'm like, man, and then they go ask real people, they're like, hey, do you have an ID? And they're like, yeah, of course, everybody fucking has an ID, I can't do anything, I can't cash my check, I can't go to social security office, I can't do literally anything, I can't even get food stamps without an ID. Yeah, I mean, even uh, Mexico, they have a, na- a national voter ID. A lot of countries around the world democracies have voter ID. It's not racist. It's this is the Democrats attempt to kind of monopolize the voting process and make it as open to fraud as they possibly could. Uh, yeah, exactly. And that kind of gets us right into the, uh, this is going to, we're going to wrap it up. We got, we'll finish off on this. we got about like 10 minutes. So I wanted to say congratulations to everybody because guess what? We're going back, man. We're gonna. I think we're getting the color code terror thing again. You know the oh, color alert. Remember I the remember red, that. the orange, the yellow, the green. I think we're gonna get back to that. So the other day, I think it was yesterday. A lot of people sent me this: the National Terrorism Advisory System. The DHS sent this. Uh, you know, Homeland Security sent this out. And here's the details. I'm not going to read all of it. I'm going to read the brief summary and a little bit of how you can help and some of the preventing. But here's the first how it goes. It says, throughout 2020, domestic violent extremists targeted individuals with opposing views engaged in First Amendment protected nonviolent protest activity. DVs motivated by a range of issues, including anger over COVID-19 restrictions, the 2020 election results, and police use of force have plotted and on occasion carried out attacks against government facilities. It's very, it's very confusing what they say because at one part they say DVE targets individuals with opposing views engaged in First Amendment, Amendment protected nonviolent protest activity, right? But then they say police you, uh, that they're motivated by COVID-19 restrictions, 2020 elections, and police use of force. Well, all those people are protesting. What are you talking about, man? It doesn't make sense. With it. Uh, to me, it's very... Uh, they made it so broad again. Like, it's almost like that A416 uh, yes. uh, law they're trying... Uh, trying to pass in New York, it they're just brushing this very vague of where it could be anybody. Yeah. Oh, you're against this? 
Okay, yeah, you're part of that group. I mean, language matters. Uh, the text of these bills really matters a lot because um, if they leave it open and vague like that, they can use it for practically anything. So it's pretty worrying because when you have a two-party system and it's very divisive politics like we have right now, and the rhetoric is kind of getting increasingly more uh, radicalized, uh, particularly from the left, I would say, in regards to the right. Um, it's it's worrying because, you know, they're going to be potentially using a lot of very harsh tactics on one half of America and not the other. And um, I would suggest everybody read this because that was a little bit of the summary. It goes on more and explains more. Like here's one of the lines that says, uh, be prepared, avoiding large crowds, including protests, is safest due to ongoing pandemic conditions. However, if taking part in a protest, do it so, do so peacefully, safely, and wear a mask. And then this one makes me uh, even more that we're going back to that uh, era of terrorism and terror threats because it says, we, uh, how can you help? It says, we ask the public to report suspicious activity and threats of violence, including online activity to local law enforcement, FBI field uh, officers, or their uh, local fusion. So we're getting this to come back. This good old jingle, the. And it's just going to suck because we're going to have to be careful what we say online. Honestly, really, like we're going to be they're going to use that because I've seen it already like uh, uh, it was used before. I knew a lot of people that went to jail for terrorist threats. Like I know this guy that went to jail for three years because his boss uh, fucked him over on some money. And he told him like, man, I'm going to fucking kick your ass. He texted him that. And the uh, boss called the cops. The cops came. He went to court and it was considered a terrorist threat. So this is real and this has real world consequences. Like, so we do have to, I'm just saying like, you can do whatever you want. I do what I want, but I'm starting to try to be careful of what I say because um, I know people will report us and not only just report us to get us banned, but report us to try to get us to a law enforcement. So like you said, not only this is, this is the true censorship. Getting kicked off Twitter is not that big a deal. Getting kicked off Instagram is not that big a deal. This is the true censorship where they go, if you step out of line, you will go to jail and nobody will hear. You'll go to the gulags. It's the gulags, man. Yeah, literally. Um, and it's going to be done through our, the very system we occupy, um, it's it's pretty worrying. Um, and yes, you do need to worry about what you or at least kind of self-govern and censor what you do post online and what you are, you know, discussing online. It's it's there. It's on record and it can be used against you in a court of law. Um, I would just say avoid calls for violence, avoid groups, avoid people in groups that are telling you to do stuff in real life, like trying to get you to you know, do some actions that you wouldn't normally do if you weren't involved with that. Like, I don't know, there's a lot of pitfalls and you kind of have to self-educate yourself to all this stuff. And it's an ever-changing environment and just Godspeed and good luck to every one of you. <laughs> well, it brings us kind of full circle to how we started this episode because of informants. Like, just just remember that all these groups and organizations that we run through, they could, like we always say, don't even trust us, man. I'm not telling you to trust me. I'm just trying to give you information, but you got to look what we say, uh, fact check us. We're wrong sometimes, but the thing is, be just be observant of everybody because there's a lot of rats out there, a lot of snitches. People are really big snitches right now. I, it's so acceptable, and, and if you notice, 
through uh, music and stuff like that, it has started to become more acceptable. Because in the 90s, there's no way, man, that should oh, happen. Oh, but Takeshi then, is a good example. Perfect. Yep, that's exactly. You must have just uh, took the thought from my brain, man. Because, I mean, he even brags about it in the song. He's like, I'm a rat, yep, and I'm out, and I'm, get, and I'm getting a yeah. lot of money. It's uh, interesting, too, and there there was one uh, news article, I d or at least story I didn't link, uh, send to you, but it was, uh, you know, a family member reporting uh, one of their relatives to the, the feds for attending the Capitol riots. They get investigated, arrested. The guy goes public with uh, mainstream media, and then on Twitter, he posts up a, a you know, a GoFundMe and made, I think it was close to 100K. Probably more now. But it's like the Twitterati is almost rewarding people for narking on their own family members. So we're looking at like 1984 uh, come to life uh, right before our very eyes. Funny you say that because I was on Twitter today and there was a bunch of people just like posting like uh, pictures of people they believe to be at the Capitol, whether they were doing something wrong or not. They were just saying they were there. Uh, I just I just post that they're a snitch. You know, I just put gifts and be like, ah, fucking snitch. Uh, they're on the FBI page fucking posting links to uh, people's Facebooks. So I'm just like, well, what is the point of this? Like, I don't get it. Like. You're not fixing the problem, so you're saying like, "Oh, okay, who cares if they created like a problem?" We it does it doesn't matter to us. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't matter to us, like what they do. They could do whatever they want. Yeah, well, I think it's just a. I just it's don't a get good that. act uh, act of uh, social engineering on whoever's pulling the strings behind it. You know, there's kind of multiple forces at play there, but it it for me, it's got all the hallmark signs of you know social engineering towards. Riding out family members uh, to the state for, you know, worldly rewards. It's the most dystopian thing. I would never imagine this happening two years ago, but here we are today. Social credit scores, man, they're definitely coming, man. Uh, uh, I mean, and I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. I know. I always say, oh, like, people go, Gulag, why bro. do you... <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I'll see you in the gulag. Well, I think that's uh, all we got today. You know, want to appreciate everybody that stopped by. Check us out on Apple and Spotify. We uh, upload those and sometimes have a little bonus content. We're coming out with some merch pretty soon. Uh, thanks for everybody. We just got to 10K today. Uh, it took us a lot of time because they were deleting a lot of accounts. <laughs> I would say, you know, everybody that got purged, rest in peace to all those accounts and uh, resurrect and come back. Shots out and hold the line, boys. Hold the line. <laughs> Here's a little oldie but goodie from uh, our good friend, uh, George Bush. I know a lot of people want to send blankets or water. Just send your cash. We just need cash. Blankets or water. What difference does it make? We need cash. Take that to the bank.